Hey, everybody. I want to talk to you for a second here about Canva, specifically Canva presentations that are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation. So start designing today at Canva.com. Design for work. Just go to Canva, C-A-N-V-A dot com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark, and there's Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and this is Short Stuff, the shortest stuff of all uh, about jackalopes. Do you hear that siren? No. Do you hear it now? No. Do you hear it now? No. Now I do, yep. All right. Do you remember, Chuck, there was a period of time where the the fire department would yes. blare down the street <laughs> every the, time yeah. we recorded. In At our the original same time, office. too. Uh-huh. It was weird. Like, there was either somebody who kept, like, faking a sprained ankle at the same time on the same day every week, or they were testing something out that we're not familiar with. But it happened a lot. Yeah. That, that was when we just started podcasting, and they were like, oh, go in that closet. And then it got to be a little bigger, and they were like, well, I guess you guys should at least be in that dumb office. Mm-hmm. And then after a little while longer, eventually they were like, okay, I guess we'll put up a studio. Yeah. <laughs> they said it just like that, too. They're so upset. And now look at us. Yeah, now we're like podcasting from home. Speeding towards 20 years in our basement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, so jackalopes. Uh, if you listen to our taxidermy episode. It was thousand... rogue taxidermy. No, 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 it was regular taxidermy. Oh, well, we've done one on rogue taxidermy too, haven't we? Uh, we covered that in taxidermy. I don't know if we did oh. a standalone. We may have. All right, okay. But, but you go ahead. I'm sorry. But either way, it was in both then. This might be take three. But if you've never seen a jackalope, just pull your car over. If you're at home, just type in jackalope. They're fairly familiar here in the United States as sort of kitschy um, art that you can hang on your wall. Jackalopes are not real. It is a combination, a taxidermy combination of a rabbit or a hare uh, with antlers. And I grew up seeing them here and there at roadside diners or if you travel out west or something, like on the, maybe a hotel lobby wall. Uh, and and the whole thing with jackalopes is always that you try to convince somebody that it's a real thing. Yeah, it's very annoying. Like, that's a really annoying, unnecessary part of the whole thing. But it's a Wyoming tradition from what I understand. Yeah, it's the snipe hunt of wall art. That's exactly right. Um, and there's lots of legends and tall tales about the jackalopes that uh, they have really nice singing voices. <laughs> and that in particular, if you're out on the range and you have a campfire going and you start singing cowboy songs, that... From out in the out in the bush, in the yonder the brush, they'll start singing in. They'll join in on the chorus and everything, <laughs> which is kind of adorable. They're also supposedly cousins to Bigfoot. Um, they're pretty great and probably the cutest mythical tr- creatures there are. Um, but they actually, as far as the New York Times, I think, reported in 1977, there's actually like a, a real-life origin story to them that we may or may not have discussed before, but we're definitely going to again here. That's right. Uh, The origin story is, I think, very well vetted. Uh, This is the kind of thing where it seems like it could be because there's just so much, um, so many tall tales surrounding jackalopes. This seems like the kind of thing where the origin could be very highly suspect. Mm -hmm. But it seems like this is totally real. And the Herrick brothers, H-E-R-R-I-C-K in Wyoming, and we should mention Wyoming is very much into their jackalopes. 
because of this, because they were where it all started. Yeah, if you look at the Wyoming Lottery's logo, there's a jackalope on it. <laughs> Is there really? Yeah, it's a big deal in Wyoming. As a matter of fact, there's uh, at least five times uh, the Wyoming legislature has tried and failed for some reason, I don't get it, to make the jackalope Wyoming's official state mythological creature. Maybe they're trying to really govern and do something that matters. I guess so. I suspect Liz Cheney is killing this every time. Aww. Don't know why, but I do. Uh, so the Herrick brothers, oh, you know what? Maybe we should take a break and leave a cliffhanger as to what they actually did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's short stuff. Why not? Well, now when you're on the road driving in your truck, why not learn a thing or two from Josh and Chuck? It's stuff you should know. Stuff you should know. All right. All right, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. Because in Monopoly Go, you can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. It's very nice. That's right. And the more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. I'm talking about unique stickers that you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, or hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges, like digging for treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. That's right. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now for free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. All right. Quite a cliffhanger. <laughs> I know. About the Herrick brothers. Right. Uh, Douglas Herrick, he was born in Douglas, Wyoming in 1920. Uh, he was in the Air Force during World War II uh, and then worked as a pipe fitter. And was a big hunter because he is in Wyoming, and there's there's a lot of people that are into that there. And his brother Ralph, uh, they got into taxidermy at an early age and had their own taxidermy shop. And as legend goes, one day, uh, one of these brothers, and it was the year is kind of um, debatable. It could be 32, 34, 39, or 40 is what I've heard. Uh, one of them came back from a hunt, had this jackrabbit, slid it across the table, and it, its little dead head slid and perfectly met a pair of antlers. And one of them said, hey, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one said, that's awesome. And that was it. That was it. They said, well, we're taxidermists. We might as well make this happen. And they did. It's a very sad origin story because of the dead rabbit. But sure. other than that. It's pretty cool. They they made one. They actually just made one, I guess, from that rabbit and those antlers. And um, 
There was a guy named uh, Roy Ball who uh, had a hotel in Douglas, Wyoming, who got wind of the brother's little invention. And he bought it off him for 10 bucks back in, again, 1930s, 1940 at the latest, which is substantial. Um, and he put it up in his hotel, and it became uh, a, basically a little legendary piece of, like you call it, wall art. Uh, and it stayed there for a good three, maybe four decades. And then someone actually stole it off of the wall, and was, it was never, never found out who did it. It was never recovered. The original jackalope, maybe in somebody's garage or attic or even maybe on their wall somewhere out there, and they may not even know that this is the original jackalope that the Herrick brothers created. So this is where I have to confess, because every time I was researching this, when we got to this part, I kept thinking of the story in college uh, I stole something with my friends and I in college one time when we were out oh doing bad things at a night out in Athens. We took a stuffed porcupine from a bar mm. that was hanging on the wall, and that porcupine lived in our apartment for about six months before we returned it. Oh, you did return it, huh? Yeah, we ret- well, when we moved out, we were like, what do we do with the porcupine? What bar was it? Uh, I want to say it was Gus Garcia's. Do you remember that place? No, I remember. Was that the same thing as Gus's? Maybe. I think so. I've only heard of it referred to as Gus's. Yeah, it's probably one of those things where you you knew the cool kid name and I was older and more square. (laughs) So I called it by its given name. (laughs) So so how did you guys return it? We have to know. I I believe it was like, um, you know, the fine upstanding thing that you do when you go and throw it at the front door and run (laughs) (laughs) with a note through one of the quills that said like you know we took this six months ago sorry (laughs) signed anonymous at least you you gave it back to gus garcia yeah so somebody stole that original jackalope and did not even have the you know the forthrightness to throw it on the front porch of that hotel so it remains gone man do you remember uptown lounge Mm -hmm. and their Happy hour with fishbowl margaritas. Mm, I don't remember going to the happy hour there. Oh, man. It was insane. Athens is a lot different now. Yeah, I know. When was the last time you were there? Oh, I can't remember what we passed through there for. About three, four years ago. Oh, okay. Not too bad. I still go occasionally. And, um, yeah, it's a lot different. It's grown up a lot. Can't just steal porcupines willy-nilly anymore. No. There's no college shenanigans. Everybody's <laughs> like an activist and interested in like important things. And we're like basically like Animal House or something. Yeah, pretty Just much. Just buffoons. That was what we were like in college, <laughs> Chuck Buffoon. Uh, so, yeah, this original jackalope was stolen. And like you said, they never caught the thief. But this kind of kickstarted a thing for the Herrick family. And they started making and selling these things. I don't. I tried to find out if they held any kind of weird patent or not, or if they were oh, yeah. knockoff jackalopes, but they sold tens of thousands of these. Which I really have to point out here, we're talking about tens of thousands of dead rabbits yes. and dead deer. Yes. Some of which may never have been otherwise dead had it not been for the jackalope craze. Yes. I, I think it ha- it's worth remarking. I don't want to be a downer here because I know it's all sweet and cute and ha-ha. No, I know. And you I'm like to, you. They like to, to, to put the hurting on tourists' brains with, you know, talking about it's real or whatever. But a lot of rabbits and, and deer died because of this this right. whole idea. Like it's Just real FYI. dead is what it is. Exactly. Just for this rogue taxidermy. No, I agree. I love those rabbits. I don't want to see them hanging on a wall with antlers sticking out of their heads. No. Let the rabbits live. 
but Douglas, I think uh, uh, Wall Drug in Wyoming, which has a giant jackalope there. No, no, Wall Drug's in North Dakota. Oh, it is? Okay, well, they, Dakota, they became Wyoming. a distributor, and they have a giant jackalope. So eventually, when Douglas Herrick, the initial jackaloper, died in 2003, mm-hmm. uh, I think his son was interviewed by the New York Times and said that they were selling, it looks like, you know, fifteen to 2,000 of these a year. Just a wall drug. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of rabbits. It is a lot of rabbits. I feel like we've really kind of taken this thing on a nosedive, but um, I feel like we could also take it on an even bigger nosedive in a second, Chuck. <laughs> Let's do it. With the Shope papilloma virus. Ugh, it's so sad to look at these pictures. It is sad, but it's also fascinating. It's much more gratifying to look at um, botanical, or not botanical, biological, um, yeah, botany's just plants, biological um, or like nature illustrations of it. Yeah, the, um, it's related to HPV. It's an affliction that can cause rabbits to develop these horns. They're tumors, basically, mm-hmm. and they can come out of their face looking like little horns. So there are pictures of rabbits with all these horny spikes thrusting from their face and heads, and it's just They look a lot like um, heartbreaking. Um, warthogs. Yeah, sort of. Like a rabbit warthog. And, like, what's what's interesting to me, there's actually one in the Smithsonian's collection, their animal collection, dead animal collection, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they that doesn't seem to have informed the Herrick brothers' creation of the jackalope. Those right. are two different things. But there was a period of time, I think the first sightings are described in the 16th or 17th centuries, yeah, the 17th century, um, that that people wondered if there was a species of rabbit out there that had horns or antlers. And it's just totally tangential to the invention of the jackalope. Nothing to do with it. Not even tangential. Not even connected in any way. (laughs) And that's jackalopes. That is jackalopes. Uh, If you want to know, get to know jackalopes, you could do worse than traveling to Douglas, Wyoming, which is the official, as proclaimed by Wyoming Governor Ed Hirschler in 1985, home of the jackalope. That's where they hail from. And again, you could go play some scratch-offs in Wyoming with their lottery and see a jackalope. Yeah, and you can even buy a little fun fake jackalope hunting license. Yeah, I thought that was kind of adorable. Yeah, which is not real, obviously. I think they grant hunting from sunrise to sunset on one day a year. Yeah, but it's a day that doesn't even exist, June 31st. Yeah. But it coincides with Douglas's um, Jackalope Days Festival, which I think is held in June as well. Right. So if you're all about the jackalopes, yeah. (laughs) Killing rabbits. Yeah, they do. And we also have to give a shout-out, which we probably did in the taxidermy episode, too, to our friend Van Nostrand, who once had a band called the Jackalopes, remember? That's right. And uh, also shout-out to uh, one of the nicest hotels I've ever stayed in on our Australia tour on our down days, uh, the Jackalope Hotel. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it was Cute. amazing. I could see Australians loving the jackalope, but yeah. it's probably actually real in Australia. That's right. Um, I guess that's it. Chuck doesn't have anything more, I'm assuming. I don't either, so that means, of course, short stuff is out. Stuff You Should Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.